And time now for the Forum at 8. Now, this morning, very, very important matter, I might say. Um, we examined the heat debate that is currently underway on the possibility of introducing a national minimum wage in South Africa. Now, government says that the implementation of a minimum wage is a key tool to reducing income inequality. But critics argue that a national minimum wage is unlikely to reduce the gap between rich and poor and that all it will do is that it will negatively affect workers in this country. So on the Forum at 8 this morning, we are asking you, and as always, we want you to weigh in on this particular discussion. The question we are asking is, what is the impact? What do you think the impact will be of the implementation of a national minimum wage on future employment prospects in South Africa? And uh, then we have uh, in studio joining us for this discussion this morning, uh, Mr. Herman Mashaba, who's a prominent entrepreneur here in South Africa and chairman of uh, Lipazi Investments. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much uh, for really engaging me on this important uh, discussion and I, th- I think debate and I think as a South African uh, we, we need to robustly really discuss this matter because I think for me it's of really very serious concern. And uh, joining us also on the line is Mr. Tembinkosi Mkalipi, Acting Deputy Director General at the Department of Labor. Grateful that you're always uh, ready to speak to us, Mr. Mkalipi. Good day, Nikki, and good day to Mr. Mashala. And we also have joining us from COSATU, uh, Strategies Coordinator uh, of the uh, COSATU Secretariat there, Mr. Neil Coleman. Thanks for your time, Neil. Thank you, Sakina, and greetings to the listeners. And uh, Neil, you know, I I just want to get straight into this particular matter because there's been a lot of talk and uh, you, for example, have charged that there's a lot of misinformation that is being spread around uh, this particular matter of the national minimum wage. So let me start with you. How about you lay the foundation for us? Sure, sure, Sakina. I mean, there is a lot of misinformation, but I don't think we should be surprised by that because... The stakes in a debate like this are very, very high. When the ANC announced in its election manifesto that it it planned to introduce a national minimum wage, obviously there were people in the country that were uh, unhappy that their pockets would be hit by it, but there are a lot of people out there who who may have have incorrect information about what we're actually dealing with. Now, what we're dealing with in South Africa is that the majority of working people are actually living in poverty. Over half uh, of workers in South Africa earn, according to Stats South Africa's latest figures, earn less than 3,100 rand a month. And if you're an African worker, uh, over, over half of African workers earn less than 2,600 rand a month. Now, the, the uh, sort of university institutions and others have estimated that it would cost a family of five at the very minimum uh, 4,500 to 5,000 rand to support, to support themselves. So... Uh, the majority of those of those families uh, in, in, who are supported by those breadwinners are living in poverty. So we're also talking about a situation where the average wage in South Africa, that is the, not, not the median, but the, the average when you take high-income earners into account, is now about 15,000 rand a month. So there's a huge gap between the lower half of the of the income earners and the and the and the upper income earners who, who who are raising that average level, so what what the ANC is proposing is by raising the floor uh, at which low income earners are earning is to reduce the levels of income inequality, but also to bring uh, many many workers out of out of poverty. 
Now, you know, Mr. Mashaba and the Free Market Foundation argue that this will negatively affect the, the unemployed. But this is simply is not borne out by evidence, uh, either in South Africa or internationally. In fact, in a range of countries like Latin America, where they've um, uh, massively increased the national minimum wage, has also been a concomitant increase in, in employment because of the demand effect of uh, workers who now have spending power able to to drive the uh, economic development. So uh, the, the, the argument is, the, the debate is, 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 is more complex than simply drawing a direct relationship between uh, employment and the level of wages, and we can go into that in a bit more detail later. Herman? I think, you know, it's really quite interesting listening to Mr. Coleman uh, with obviously coming out with an argument uh, looking only at his constituency, the employed South Africans, and actually not even looking at employed South Africans, looking mainly at COSATU constituency, which is what, just under 2 million South Africans. We're in a country with one of the highest unemployment rates in the world, sitting with close to 36% of our people not working. In terms of numbers, you're talking about 8.3 million South Africans. Half of this being youth, 65% of them being black youth in our communities, in our townships. That is why our kids uh, uh, and families are turning into drug addicts. They're turning into alcoholics because uh, our people have never really had an opportunity to, uh, to work. So I think what we need to do, I think the debate today is actually quite interesting in the sense that we have the Department of Labor that is supposed to be the one actually looking into the employment situation in our country. I think for COSATU and Mr. Coleman, that's great for them to really be doing the best uh, for, for their members. And I think, personally, I would like our people to earn a million rents a day, not even a month. But at the end of the day, let's already look at our situation with a high numbers of unemployed South Africans. Some, some of our men and women in this country for the last 10 years have not really had an opportunity to work. We go into the communities every day where I see kids at 14, 15, they've never seen their mothers and fathers waking up in the morning going to work because this country's uh, legislative framework, labor legislative framework, is so much against small business. We're always looking at uh, punishing small business uh, uh, for the benefit of, of, of big business. I think for as long as we, we operate like this as a country, we'll suffer. You know, very, uh, I mean, few, uh, just over a week ago, a few days ago, we had uh, the Global Competitive Report, South Africa. It's actually uh, 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 dropping down. Why? And you look at it to a large extent. It's our draconian labor legislation that is in place, punishing small business. What we need as a country, we need a legislative framework that can encourage small businesses to operate and kickstart our economic growth. Our economy, uh, right now, we're talking about uh, growing at uh, 1.8, 1.7%. Yesterday, our red uh, report, economists are saying even 1.5% will be lucky to achieve it. Now, if we, the economy is going to be growing at under 1.5%, are we going to really arrest uh, unemployment in our country? It can only get worse. You don't even really have to really be an economist to actually work this one out. What actually for me is actually quite disturbing. I read reports uh, by economists uh, working for Treasury. I read reports uh, uh, prepared by Reserve Bank, uh, Reserve Bank. And all of them, they will tell you to, uh, that uh, um, our labor legislation, to a large extent, is responsible for, for the performance of our, our economy. So why the executive in this country, uh, the Department of Labor, is not obviously heeding to, 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 to this situation so that our people can get employment opportunities. And I think for as long as we, we want to operate like this, we will forever punish our people. But at the end of the day, all of us as South Africans will eventually pay the price 
because we will have social instability in, in our country. And I don't really believe, and personally, as Herman Mashaba, I'm not prepared to sit back and really watch the situation and say to the people that I saw what was happening and I did nothing. A good thing we have the Department of Labor represented. Uh, Temiko Kalipi, your response to that? Yeah, I mean, we can't respond on rhetoric. I mean, if Ms. Mashaba wants to add value in this debate, and if this is our labor laws, I mean, we need to start saying what part of this labor laws, which section, what is it that she's talking about? I mean, other than the rhetoric. I mean, the issue of a minimum wage is not new in this country. We've got minimum wages around presently. Now, the issue for me is the level of the minimum wage that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to introduce a national minimum wage, there's no doubt that depending on the level that you take it, uh, it might have effect. If you put a very high minimum wage, it will have an effect on jobs. There's no doubt about that. If you put a very low minimum wage, it will have the effect on wages. Therefore, for me, it's not a principled debate whether should we have a minimum wage or not, because we've got different minimum wage already. The issue is at what level should we take that minimum wage? No, no, no. Let's get to that. At what level and what are we talking about? Is this, you know, generally across all sectors? What exactly, you know, give us clarity on this matter? Well, we can't give you clarity on this this matter at this stage. Remember, the deputy president announced that uh, on the 1st of November, we're starting the process of discussion uh, in the labor market through the network process that will look at all of these issues. And we don't think that it is right now at this stage to come up and say this is a level that we think it should be checked at. We are going to be coming up in that discussion, indicate what we think is the best level, what we think the minimum wage should look like, what are the issues that we need to take into consideration when we introduce. It's a very complex uh, subject that we're dealing with. Uh, and therefore, I don't think it's going to be wise for me to indicate and say this is what, I, what I'm saying is that the principle of minimum wage is not new in this country. Uh, uh, therefore, for me, it's not about whether should we have minimum wage or not. Uh, therefore, I'm introducing an angle that says if there's any discussion, the discussion that the deputy president is starting, it's got to look at the level and what effect of that, that level will do. In, in the labor market. It's 20 years yeah, into so. democracy. What has been the difficulty in actually starting, you know, uh, and moving forward a lot more purposefully on this matter a lot earlier? Mr. Mkalipi? Yeah, but, but, I mean, when you ask that question, you ask me that question as if that there is no flow of right that has been introduced over the 20 years. As I've said to you, we've got minimum wage for domestic workers. Is it enough? We've got minimum wage for farm workers. We've got minimum wage for security workers. We've got minimum wage. The bargaining council sets minimum wage for their sectors. There are a variety of tools. Therefore, you can't ask that question as if nothing has happened in the 20 years. People would say those are minimum wages that can still be scoffed at. Because, uh, I mean, if you say that the average wage is 2,600 rand a month, how do people live on that in the main? Well... Some of those wages that we're talking about are wages that are agreed by organizations themselves, by trade unions themselves in bargaining councils. Therefore, uh, if you think that as government uh, we should have the power to decide when workers themselves and employers are at a rate, some of those wages, as I say, are discussed by the parties. And that's a debate that we're going to have, as I say, 
uh, 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 starting from November, whether 2,000 is, is enough for people to live uh, and, and, and consider the effect of whatever level that we're putting in. Neil Coleman, you wanted to come in? Yeah, I think, you know, firstly, uh, uh, Mr. Nkalipi is, is, is quite correct that the, the principle of the national minimum wage is, has, is, is, should not be controversial. It's been accepted quite broadly. Um, the issue is about the structure of our wage system, not just at the minimum, but the entire wage, wage structure. And just, you know, to agree with him also that our discussion must be evidence-based. You know, the, the, the Free Market Foundation puts out a lot of ideologically driven propaganda. And, for example, they haven't looked at the survey by the UCT's DPRU, which shows that after the introduction of the sectoral determinations, which introduced the minimum wages that Mr. Kalipi was speaking about in different sectors, uh, they looked at what the job crash, the employment effect was from 2002 to 2007. And they found that taking all the sectors into account, there was actually a creation of a net creation of 650,000 jobs in those sectors, despite the introduction of the minimum wages. So we must look at at the at the reality. The question of the 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 level at which the national minimum wage will be pegged, uh, it, quite correctly, um, uh, Mr. Kalipa indicates that that's a discussion that still needs to 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 unfold. But we need to relate that level of that national minimum wage to the, to the basic uh, needs that people have. If you look internationally at the yardsticks and the benchmarks used by, for example, by the ILO, International Labour Organization, and other organizations, they, they, they look at a relationship between the basic necessities and cost of living of workers and their families and the, and the minimum wages. And in South Africa, that is uh, uh, estimated being between 4,500 and 5,500 rand. Now, whether we can immediately peg the national minimum wage at that level or not is obviously going to be a discussion. Do we phase it in, uh, etc.? But the current very low levels of the minimum wages are, 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 are a problem because it can't be correct that workers work hard for long hours without basic protection in terms of uh, retirement funds and other benefits, and at the end of the day, they're still living in poverty, struggling to to to, to get transport to work, struggling to buy, to buy basic basic necessities. Our economy can't operate on that basis. I mean, if we take the free market foundation logic to its uh, extreme conclusion, then we should reintroduce child labour and even slave labour. You know, where do we stop? in terms of removing the protections and the basic rights which, which, which workers have. So we need to move forward based not just on the morality of what is, what is correct, we also need to look at the economics of it, which is uh, that you need to, to get out of the low uh, productivity, low income poverty trap that our South African economy is in, address the structural problems and move on to uh, a, a more productive, more um, um, uh, uh, demand-driven uh, type of economy in which we're also able to restructure our industries to produce the goods that workers can consume. Herman Mashaba? It's, it's really so, uh, so unfortunate that uh, Mr. Coleman, as part of our government, has already reached a stage where he's uh, regarding the 8.3 million South Africans, almost 36% of the potential workforce, saying that is propaganda. I mean... <laughs> 
where are we as a nation? We sit with one, one of the highest unemployment rates in the world, and, and our government tells us this is propaganda by some forces. I mean, it's really quite un- unfortunate. I think uh, we, we really need uh, the Department of Labor in particular to really intervene in, in this regard, to really understand that uh, th- this unemployment situation in, in our country cannot really continue and expect uh, some of us as South Africans to keep quiet because uh, that uh, Mr. Coleman is going to regard this as, as, as propaganda. If it is propaganda, it's a propaganda that I believe we need to really live with to make sure that we give our people, 8.3 million South Africans, an opportunity to work. One issue, one issue that uh, Mr. Nkapili uh, from Nkalebe mm, raised earlier on about uh, be specific about some of aspects of mm-hmm. labor legislation which we have a problem with. I'm sure South Africa is aware that on the 5th of March uh, 2013, the Free Market Foundation launched uh, a constitutional uh, court case against Section 32 of the Labor Relations Act. And a piece of legislation totally violating our constitution. How this piece of legislation passed uh, our parliament is beyond be- belief. And uh, for for the last 18 months or so, the department and the beginning councils are refusing to actually, uh, I believe, literally refusing to come to court. If they believe that the free market foundation is, uh, uh, it's not in line, the courts are there. Let us go to court. I'm happy personally to really meet them in an open court of law. Let's give South Africans an opportunity to unpack this piece of legislation, understand the people who actually passed this legislation, totally ignoring our, our constitution, violating the rights of uh, 8.3 million South Africans, destroying small business in our country. So we're ready anytime. Please, uh, uh, our court papers are there in, in the high court in, in Pretoria. We're ready tomorrow to really meet them in an open court of law and as South Africans to come and listen to the debates. Well, interesting points being raised. What impact will the implementation of a national minimum wage have on future employment prospects in South Africa? That's what we're asking you this morning. So what are your thoughts on this? 891 We're in conversation this morning with uh, Tim Minkosi um, Kalipi from uh, the Department of Labor. We also have uh, prominent entrepreneur Herman Mashaba as well as Neil Coleman from Kosatu. Let's get straight to to it. Uh, Mike in Newlands, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, I think it would be absolutely crazy to introduce a minimum wage. Uh, labor is a commodity which is, is sold, bought and sold like any other commodity in the shop. I sell my labor, as does Mr. Coleman, as does Patrick Craven. You know, they all sell their labor to an organization. So what a right does it to any government have to say to a worker who's, I, I question that eight and a half million, is probably nearer 13, 14 million, to say to them, you cannot work because you have to earn this much money. If the employer can't pay, you must continue to starve. It's an absolutely outrageous suggestion. We have to look at two things quickly, Safina. First point, the ANC will support it because it will attract votes. It benefits the country not at all. Secondly, Kasatu runs as a business. Patrick Craven admits on the radio the other day he earns about 75,000 rand a month. Now, these guys are not earning small money. They earn big money. They run a business. They offer a service in factories, and they take money for that service. So let's just get to the point. We need to talk about the unemployed and the gentleman there. I forget his name, the entrepreneur, the only guy probably understands how business works is speaking the absolute truth. If we don't deal with this unemployed in this country and deal with them quickly, and we don't need labor laws for that. We need people who can start a business, take a risk along with the employees, and build this company, not not a legislation that's going to drive business underground and, in fact, ruin this country. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Mohamoti and Musakeng, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Sakina, I think this issue of minimum wages is not going to be able to address challenges that are faced by ordinary uh, South Africans. 
Remember, Sakina, the, the, the CPI, the social impact on the workers of the country. But also, Sakina, to be saying that the argument that is pursued by MN Mashaba doesn't help the situation at all because this lower wages, Sakina, doesn't actually address the issue of unemployment. What it does is just to recycle people, Sakina, because you have 50 people entering the job market, 10,000 rand, and they all go, go out the next month. And then, Sakina, that, that is an anti-transformation stance by Herman Masaba, Sakina, because he's pretending there in your show to be advocating uh, for the poor. It doesn't really, really assist the workers of, of this country, Sakina, because it does not really transfer to be saying if there's unemployment, then people should be employed at lower wages. That's simply perpetuating what apartheid did to us. That's African okay. is an insult. I got you, Mohamoti, and we'll continue with this discussion. We're talking about a minimum wage and what would the implementation of such a minimum wage, what would the impact of that be on future employment prospects in South Africa? Let me go back to the lines because people have been holding. So let me do justice to this. Hassan Loga, thanks for your patience. Sakina, just that I want to refer my comments to the Mbongi of capitalism, uh, this Mashaba, really, because he's a praise singer. And he's, the effect of what he's saying is to keep apartheid patterns of, of uh, living, earning a living in place. Because what the minimum wage, in a small way, amidst other things, attempts to do is to try and make sure that there's some dignity while people go to work. And he, I've never heard them, the Free Market uh, Foundation, they call himself, never heard him speak out at C- on CEO pay. When, when uh, CEOs like Mr. Nick Holland get $45 million and workers who produce this gold and etc. earn per annum, 50 or 60, 56,000 rand as they, as they pay. So this levels of inequality, what they do, they always pretend to help the poor by attacking the poor. They never attack the powerful. I've seen them in different forums using the law, trying to, to deregulate uh, uh, ombuds offices, always criticizing where there's what they think is excessive regulation. And I think Neil is right. I think that only under conditions of slavery, where the powerful eat up the small ones, will they be happy. All right, thanks, Hassan Logat. Ridge in Pretoria East, thanks for calling. Hi, Sakina. Well, firstly, the answer to your question is simple. There's, not, there's going to be no implication whatsoever on employment if you implement the minimum wage, all right? Study after study, Sakina, reveal that we, minimum wage has no effect whatsoever on unemployment. And Mashaba to come up and tell us this story is just amazing. Secondly, the... In 19, I think 2013 or 2012, OECD made a study of 40 key economies in the world about how labor laws are. And South Africa ranked number five of the 40 key global economies, the first being the U.S. with the simplest labor law. South Africa comes number five. Germany comes around 20 or so. And to come up and tell us the labor laws in this country are so bad, it's total ignorance, and I think Mashaba should just indeed go doing business instead of telling us all this nonsense that he's been telling us all along. Thank yes. you. Okay, thank you so much, Ridge. Then we've got Elridge calling from Aberdeen. Good morning. Hello, Fatina. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Sambo Fakina. Uh, wages is an expense to consumers, ultimately. And increasing the minimum wage, who will carry that cost? It's the poorest of the poor again. And that will hamper investments. And so again, the, the gap of inequality will increase. 
I think that is, that is the worst uh, idea uh, the department or Kosatu can ever come up with. And then another thing, uh, Sakina, Kosatu must stop talking on behalf of the unemployed. You know, the the moment they stop the youth wage subsidy, they were only talking for their constituencies, as the gentleman said earlier. And and I, we, the future it look, doesn't look good for South Africa because you you get a, a, an alliance where the, the employer and the employee are sitting on the same table, and and they won't think about the others who who, who are not employed and who are struggling to get into that system of employment. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much, Aldridge. Let's go to Mount Alif now. Tutuzeli, good morning. Hello, uh, how are you? Well, and you? I'm good. Uh, uh, ma'am, uh, I've got two things. One, I'm, 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 I'm worried about the monitoring of this uh, implementation of national uh, minimum wage. Because uh, as we speak, the department that is supposed to monitor that, even in, in, in you know, the, 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 the sectors, your, uh, your wholesale and retail, hospitality, uh, farming, forestry, all uh, cleaning services, they are struggling to monitor the, minima, the implementation of minimum wages, the Department of Labor. I've worked for Department of Labor. I know what I'm talking about. But uh, another thing is the issue of introducing this minimum wage. I mean, most of the employers, they have a tendency uh, to, to stick to the minimum wage. They will say to you, you won't be able to negotiate. They will say, this is the minimum wage for this sector. So you can't negotiate for more. So it's it's, it's worried. Yeah, it, it, it's a worrying uh, uh, factor to me. Uh, I'm not sure why Kosatu accepting this because I'm also a member of Kosatu, but I'm worried because not always. You see, when you go and negotiate about the the wages, uh, not all the parties are equal. There's always a party that has got more bargaining power than the, the other party. Okay, thanks, Thank Mr. Chuzeli. Andrew, you're calling from Fisher. Good morning. Herman Mishabu is absolutely right, and Mr. Coleman is absolutely wrong. Mr. Coleman's key wrong phrase is he speaks about slave labor. This is a very important thing. A slave has got no choice. It must work. And what, what Mr. Coleman is saying is the poor must have no choice either. They must not be allowed to work. The effect of our labor laws is to shut poor people out of the economy. What they're saying is a poor man is not allowed to be an employer, and a poor man is not allowed to sell his labor. Only the rich can. So what we have in our bargaining council, the fat cats get together, the rich employers and the rich trade union bosses, they get together, they set minimum wages, and the people who can't afford that are shut out of the economy. The worst inequality in South Africa is between those who haven't got jobs and those who have got jobs. I think it's higher than Mr. Mashaba says. I think it's 40%. And the higher the minimum wage the bigger will become that inequality, the more it will benefit the fat cats and the, the poorer the poor will become. These labor laws are iniquitous. Thank you so much, uh, Andrew and Fishuk. And those calls coming in thick and fast, we'll get back to them in just a moment. But let me read some of uh, the messages from our social networks and get the panel to respond before I go back to the lines. Hule Inchwane says, minimum wage um, on its own is good to make sure that employers meet their obligations. However, minimum wage uh, has direct implications on profits for most smaller employers, and that is that on its own has an impact on prices uh, that they may charge. Uh, Jay says, 
why not a minimum and maximum wage, including politicians? So they should also be capped. And then uh, this one from Dino in Elspreet says, um, if we want to increase, uh, to increase employment and increase minimum wages, then we need to lower tax on small businesses. And Yanga in the Eastern Cape says, it's mostly inflation that hurts us. How will introducing a minimum wage beat inflation? And uh, this one from Dan. Dan says, who is now not covered by the minimum wage as we speak right now? So I'm going to put that uh, to our panel. Um, uh, uh, let me just throw in a few tweets as well. Njabula Mtobeni says, people who end up stealing from their employers are those who see how much uh, they are, how many millions they are making in profit and they don't get a share of that. Nkaba says, um, can we have decent minimum wages? It's sad to be waking up every morning and see everyone else, uh, but your life is that of a social grant. Dollars Buluka uh, sends a tweet saying, the priority must remain to create more employment, not to make comfortable those working in there uh, for continued disadvantage uh, of the unemployed. And Kanti says, uh, Mr. Mashaba is very disappointing. He speaks rhetoric and platitudes while other panelists offer evidence and insight. Mamukheti says, I find it laughable the suggestion that we should rely only on education, on training to lift wages, given our South African historical context. So those are some of the comments coming through. Let me start, um, let me start with you, Neil. Uh, firstly, I mean, um, Eldridge in particular, I think, spoke directly to you. But also, if you'd like to comment on all the other um, issues that have been mentioned. No, <clears throat> Sakina, thank you. There have been a lot of very important points made made by the listeners. Um, you know, for example, Mohamotsi said that lowering wages does not address the issue of, of, of unemployment. And he's absolutely absolutely correct, because if you look at the evidence since the early 1990s, um, the real wages of the low-income earners have stagnated or, or fallen, yet employment in that area of the economy has fallen by about a million. But if you look at where, where real wages have increased amongst the semi-skilled and the higher skilled, uh, that's where employment has been created. So there's no connection between low wages and, and and employment creation, which is also a point that, that Reg, I think it was, who made when he referred to the OECD uh, study and all the international studies. I mean, there was a, a, a statement by 650 United States economists, including five Nobel Prize winners, stating that increasing the national minimum wage would significantly improve the life of low-income earners without the adverse effects that critics have claimed. And the the UK Low Pay Commission, which sets minimum wages in, the, in, in, in Britain, also said that their research could find that no evidence uh, that minimum wages cause damage to the economy or jobs. The Economist magazine, which is a conservative magazine, said the same thing. And the Latin American experience shows in practice that uh, higher minimum wages have coexisted with large-scale large, large scale job creation. So, uh, you know, the listeners are, 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 are correct on that. On the question of, that a couple of listeners have, have phoned in about the question of the relationship between raising wages and expenses for, for consumers, those are issues that, that are dealt with uh, in, in, in different ways. I mean, one of the things that they've found is that employers have adjusted internationally when minimum wages have increased either through a reduction in profits or through raising productivity um, and 
uh, increased uh, co- co- competitiveness. So, you know, economies are complex uh, organisms. It's not that there's a simple relationship between one factor um, of, of, of production and, and another. And, then, and finally, the, the point that Mtutuzeli raises is about the enforcement of the national minimum wage is a very important point because, as he correctly says, the current uh, sexual determinations, the minima in various sectors, are widely ignored by many employers, including by Mr. Mashaba's friends in, in, in small business, by the way, who are not affected by those, by those minimum wage determinations because they ignore them. Forty-five percent of those minimum wages are what's called violated or, or ignored. A national minimum wage would be able to be much more effectively enforced because everybody in the country would know that there's one national figure that they're entitled to. It'd be much, more, much easier for Department of Labor inspectors, much easier to educate the public, both employers and workers, as to what their rights are. So we, we, we will see much, much better and much simpler uh, enforcement of that national minimum wage. There are a number of other questions, but obviously there's so many it's impossible to, to answer. Thank you so much for being cognizant of that, Herman Mashaba. Well, I think it's really quite interesting, uh, really listening to, to people who are obviously calling for the minimum wage uh, for employed South Africans and uh, totally ignoring uh, the unemployment situation in our country. I think as a country, at this point in time, we should really be debating and engaging robustly for that matter in terms of how do we get our economy uh, to really grow so that it can absorb uh, uh, this high unemployed uh, people, the number of unemployed South Africans. I think we're really, really missing a very important point that we talk about the few employed South Africans. And without any doubt, we'd really like our people to really earn as much as possible. But the thing is, if you want people to really earn a lot of money and really get job security, create full employment in the country, so that, you know what, if Mr. Coleman doesn't really pay me what I expect, then I have the right the following day to go and work for Mr. Nkalipe next door. So for as long as you don't really create full employment in any economy, you're going to really have this discrepancy. And Unfortunately, South Africa sits today with one of the highest unemployment rates in, 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 in the world. So what we need to do as a country, let us robust in discussing how do we really kickstart our economic growth. And the economic growth in our country, it's not going to happen being driven by big business and, and government. If we want to see economic uh, uh, explosion in this country, let us really look into small businesses because that's an engine for us in ensuring that our unemployed, unskilled South Africans can really get an opportunity to really get onto that step later. We want to really get onto that first so that I think in the future you can really get uh, whatever you're expecting. But, uh, but we're really missing opportunities because our focus is only on, on the employed South Africans. I think I can give you an example and I really challenge the Department of Labor to conduct a study just on domestic uh, uh, the labor uh, situation in our country. Really look at the uh, majority of the people who are calling for minimum wage. Who do they employ in their homes? Right now, they're not employing South Africans. They're employing people from outside. Why? Because of uh, uh, they cannot, honestly, they, they're getting people at the price that they can afford to really pay. Why do we then have to employ uh, non-South Africans in, 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 in most of our homes? All these people, majority of them, more than 50% of them, way over 50, they're employing non-South Africans in their homes as domestic workers. How, why are they not employing South Africans, subjecting our people to poverty and, uh, and, and unemployment? It's because, you know what, as an employer, you can only pay what you can afford. Hassan wanted to know uh, why is it that you don't speak out against these exorbitant salaries that CEOs earn? 
I think uh, let, uh, that matter be handled by the boss of those countries, uh, companies, the shareholders. Are the shareholders happy uh, to really pay? If the shareholders are happy to, uh, uh, to, to pay them, what? who am I to actually to, to, to complain about it? I'm obviously concerned about the 8.3 million South Africans unemployed being deprived of the opportunity to work by, by the legislative framework in our, in our country. But you, you say you're against fat cuts. You say you're against fat cuts... Uh uh, taking the wealth of the country. Well, that's well, exactly, well, but exactly, but tell me, exactly are, are the shareholders are the shareholders of these companies and the boards happy with uh, with what they are paying their people? Well, that's a good that's a good question. Should they? No, be I'm asking you. Are, are the shareholders happy? Well, Obviously, for me, for me as an investor, I'm happy to really pay for as long as you really can really deliver on the KPIs that I gave you. If I give you, so there if you you lot, if you if you if, if and and I can ash- and I can share and I can assure you, uh, ask, the, 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 the the South Africans <laughs> who, who uh, are employed today with with our money in all this institution, if the shareholders and the board of directors are happy, then you know, I think what we need to do is concern ourselves with the uh, eight eight point three million South Africans. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put both of you, Neil, Neil, Neil. Hold it there. We're fast <laughs> running out of time. I have to come to uh, Temingo Kalifi. You're laughing. Please make it quick so we can go back to the lines. Yeah, issues like here, I mean, I've got to respond to Mr. Mashaba. He keeps on coming back on this issue of the court case. Every time he's on radio, he talks about this issue. Then the court case, he has applied to the high court. If the department on who anybody else is not coming to the party, he should go to the court and let the court give him the decision. The reason he has not done that, he knows that we are putting our responses on the issue. If we are not doing that, he must go to court. We, are, we do not control the courts. If the court believes that we're not doing what we're supposed to do, then rule against us. That's the first thing. Secondly, on the issue of enforcement, yes. I accept that I accept that there is a challenge, a problem around enforcement of the present minimum wage. And I accept that if you've got one minimum wage, it's gonna make it easy to enforce that. It can only even be enforced through treasury, through tax, this one minimum wage, because we've got one minimum wage, it's gonna be far easier to do that. That, I, I, I concede on that. And there was also a question that was raised by somebody in, in the transcribe about the effect of minimum wage on suppressing wages for those who are able to negotiate for higher wages for themselves. Remember, he argued that if you've got a minimum wage, it becomes difficult for them as workers to negotiate above that minimum wage. It's an issue that we need also to look at, whether minimum wage themselves have got a tendency of suppressing uh, 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 wages. And, and for our side, there's no doubt that there is a link between demand and high wages. The higher the wages, the more the demand is. And if the demand goes up, therefore products are produced. But there is no evidence. If you look at, at the agricultural sector city, we, had, we were paying 59 rand a day uh, uh, in, in the sector definition for farms when the workers went out on strike 450. But the access sector has lost jobs over the years, a number of jobs, for fi- when the wages were 59 rand a day. Now, that shows that there's no coloration about the, um, the, way, the, the level of the wage and, 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 and the amount of jobs. Even if you're paying less wages, there's no guarantee that you're going to be employing everybody who's not. Okay, let's rush back to the lines and please, short and sharp, uh, Temba in Port Elizabeth, good morning. Hi, good morning, Sakina. Hi, Timba. Sakina, two things with me. 
introduce the minimum wage, peg it at a higher level, you will see the prices in the open market will follow that, and capitalists will simply be gaining out of that. So workers will not be benefiting if you are not putting the cap uh, to upper wages or director's wages. Two, again, Sakina, does Herman Mashaba think that we've tilted the ownership of capital in South Africa? Okay, thanks, uh, Temba. Billy in Guguletu, good morning. Good, uh, good morning, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, elementary economics would inform you that wages are sticking downwards. In other words, they don't go down, they always go up. In our country, even if they do go up, they will not be followed by productivity. Anyway, all your things do not address this problem of unemployment. They must just go to China, to Beijing, whereby Gongo principle was implemented, which took 400 million people out of poverty within two years. All right, thanks, George. Um, uh, Billy, rather, let's go to George now in Claremont. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. I think in, in principle, the minimum wage is, is, is good theoretically. However, I think we're going about it the wrong way. We first have to subsidize wages through a basic income. And secondly, we must stop taxing income, profits, and value added and replace them with a tax on speculation and the f- outflow of capital from this country through a financial transactions tax and a tax on the land value. So we need to increase employment, subsidize wages through a basic income, and then when we raise uh, employment to a, 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 a you know acceptable level, we can introduce a, a more effectively introduce minimum wages. Okay, thanks, uh, uh, George. Let's speak to Mike in Constantia. Hi. Um, people muddy the this discussion when they talk about labor legislation labor legislation is necessary we need to focus on the specific provisions of labor legislation which are affecting our unemployment and section 32 of the labor relations act which as mr mashaba points out is in breach of our constitution places a legal disability on unemployed people from selling their labor into the formal sector and it's interesting to hear mr coleman say when he complains about low levels of wages paid to people who are employed when he talks about 2,600 rands a month. He never mentions the zero rands a month which um, is, is received by people who are unemployed, and yet he and his organization support legislation which makes it almost impossible for those unemployed people who earn zero rands a month in the form of Section 32 of the Labor Relations Act, which is the most corrupt piece of legislation in this country, he supports Section 32 of the Labor Relations Act so that it protects his, his vested interest constituency against unemployed South Africans. All right. Got you there, Mike. Thanks. And um, we are hopelessly out of time. Komotso says minimum wage is universally accepted as a measure to guard against inequality and South Africa should follow. Uh, Kenny says not only will the minimum wage stimulate demand for goods, thereby growing the economy, but it will also restore people's dignity. And Simpiwe says disproportionate attention on making things better for the employed instead of getting uh, people... um, employed or uh, the unemployed employed is quite shameful so that's all unfortunately we have time for this morning but thank you to our guests this morning uh, Neil Coleman from Kosatu Herman Mashaba as well as Temiko Simkalipi thank you very much and thanks also to our listeners for participating so fantastically as always